This is Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara from American Financial Security and American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor. With the variety and sheer number of investment choices available and the new tax laws phasing into effect, are you financially prepared for retirement and saving in taxes the way you want to be? For many years, Ron and Barbara have been an integrated financial and tax preparation and planning firm, providing their clients not only with ways to make money, but also to keep more of it. Listen in as they discuss common financial questions and concerns and provide the facts on the new tax laws going into effect for individuals and businesses. And now, here are Ron and Barbara to help you find out how to move towards a more informed and confident financial future. And hello out there, and thank you for tuning in to another Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. Good morning. Hey, Ron, how are you? I am doing great. Good. You know, this most recent rain that we've had in northern Arizona has been fantastic. Yes, it has. Uh, Very welcome. It's going to make for a beautiful spring. So, you know, what's been amazing is watching you for about two weeks, uh, study, 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 um, as a requirement to do continuing education. And then you had to test on about 50 hours worth of studying. All aspects of life insurance and investments. Mm -hmm. Yes. But what's amazing about that process, and that's what we're going to do with our show about today is really, what does that mean to our listening audience? What it really means is that someone who takes their financial, professional financial responsibilities uh, really to heart every couple of years. And we find almost because of the different companies and businesses that we work with, work with and the different designations that we have that we're testing all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's continuous, which, which is great because we like to learn. We like to stay at the top of our field. And we're here all year round. So we take advantage of all of the industry training year round in all aspects of our business. But something also, and we want, again, the listeners to to fully understand this, is that we feel like our responsibility as financial professionals in investments and insurance products to include annuities and life insurance but also all aspects of taxation, bookkeeping, payroll, uh, uh, very sensitive things like payroll, (laughs) financial, financial plans, retirement plans, that there's a lot of knowledge to, to absorb, understand so that we come across and that we know the answers for the people that we service. And there's a lot of people out there because we write a lot but we also speak a lot through radio and we just feel like we need to be informed and want to be informed. Plus you and I really like to learn. So out of these 50 hours of continuing education that uh, you've just finished, uh, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Really bad timing after the tax season to have to uh, get those 50 hours within two weeks completing what was a really active and interesting uh, tax season with a whole new tax code. But this was perfect because it allowed me to, in a very condensed period of time, 
tie all these areas of knowledge together. And, you know, sometimes you have to take things piecemeal and you study this and then there's more to it, but you can't get to it for a while. So, you know, with these 48 hours, we, I really tried to tie the topics together and we had some choices out of the topics that I could cover, but most of interest from the fiduciary standpoint, the legality standpoint, and the philosophy and thought standpoint of what's going on in the industry of investments and insurance. So what was interesting is all of these different uh, government entities, such Mm -hmm. as the Department of Insurance in the state of Arizona, and this really is every state of the union, Yes, but also from a financial standpoint, investments, FINRA, Mm-hmm. what they require, the state securities uh, corporation commission, um, what the IRS requires, mm-hmm. what it really comes down to. And you and I talked about this is the central theme that all of them want us as financial professionals to be is working in the best interests of our clients. Well, we talked about that when the DOL first uh, brought this up over three years ago. And part of it was exactly that, Ron. Really? Can a government entity, any kind of outside bureaucracy actually make people, uh, can they mandate ethics? And more importantly, why was the fiduciary rule restricted to just retirement money? Why wouldn't in the investment arena and serving our clients in all aspects of investment, why wouldn't we be required to act in our client's best interest, regardless of how old you are? Oh, I'm required to work in your best interest if you're over 60, but not so much if you're under. That didn't make sense. You know, for you and I, we felt like, and we talked about this many times, is that ethics is something that either you're raised with, you want to be. You try to be every single day and the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm -hmm. We both feel like that when it comes to ethics and this fiduciary working as someone's best interest, that we were raised to be that way. Right. And we, it's an honor to work in an ethical way with our clients. You know, one of the things that a lot of the content continue to come back to above and beyond the best interest is if you're not knowledgeable in your area of expertise and you are ethical, but not knowledgeable, can you really be a fiduciary? Well, isn't that a question? Because if in order to truly act in our client's best interest, we must understand what they need. We must understand all of the different options that are available. If we're not knowledgeable about that, I'm not sure someone is really able to come to the table. They may have the intent, but without the corresponding knowledge. And that's one of the things I've always said about our office, Ron, and you as an advisor, because you are an independent advisor. Uh, The onus is on you to research, study, and certify with a lot of different insurance companies on a lot of different offerings as they release them for public consumption. Uh, You are not restricted to or captive to 
only a few different types of investments. Or only a few ideas. Or only a few ideas. So again, going back to the constant learning, constant knowledge, constant testing, there are a lot of new companies and a lot of old companies who release products and investment options into the market every single day. Does that make them right for the next client who walks in the door? Not necessarily. Well, you know, and so it's understanding the knowledge of the different investment options out there. What are all of the aspects of how they work? And that has to do with timing and that has to do with distributions and that has to do with accumulation and it may have to do with fees. Well, there's there another things in there's, there. There's another really important aspect of this whole process. Mm-hmm. And that is spending enough time with uh, a couple or in an individual so that you truly understand what really is in their best interest. Right. So what are they needing to that. accomplish? Let's just, des- let's describe that just briefly before we go to break. Okay. And what that means is, for example, the first time we meet with an individual or a couple, we do the due diligence to be able to spend enough time with them We call it a strategy session Mm -hmm. where they get to know us, but we get to know them. Exactly. We get to know what their hopes and dreams are, what their purpose for the money is. What their working history was and what they have built. Exactly. And we spend the time so that we know later on if that's where this is going, Mm -hmm. if that's where the relationship is going, that we can recommend different investments or insurance products that Mm -hmm. are in their best interest and are suitable. So we need to run to a break and we'll come back and jump into this topic some more. Great. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call American Financial Investments at 928-771-8368 or visit AmericanFinancialSecurity.net to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how to get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. We're having a discussion about um, the fiduciary rule, mm-hmm. working in someone's best interest. And Barbara, if there was some additional things regarding that topic that you wanted to bring up. Yes. You know, we right before break, we were talking about that. And something that's really unique to each person we talk with is their own investment history, their understanding and familiarity with it, different types of investments, their experience with different type of investments and their comfort in risk. So what was really interesting is regardless of the topics have focused on this whole concept, as you said, Ron, of best interest, of service, the constant servicing. Because if you only do a good job on the front end, there are very few investments that don't need to be monitored or periods of time where you want to come back and say, what's new? What's different? How's this working? Whose health has changed? Whose this has changed, et cetera. So, you know, it was the best interest. It was the whole uh, issue of, you know, ethics and legality, risk, servicing was huge. And again, it continued to come back to this issue of knowledge. I might trust someone to do something right by me, 
But if they don't also have the knowledge to help me, then I am hopeful, but there may be a missed expectation there. And so that's, you know, this constant comeback. It's both attitude, it's desire. As you said, we've always thought ethics, you kind of are raised with those. It kind of takes a life epiphany to change that value structure. It can happen, but you know. You know, you really touched on something and, and, I had this very thing happen today in a, in a meeting. And these are, this is a couple that have been, they moved from California. They reached out, they found us Mm -hmm. and we've been working with them for about eight months now. And so fairly new in the relationship, we've had our third meeting with them and that was today to do a review, but they really had some very strong, good questions about some of the investments that they felt were right and we put them into. Mm-hmm. But it was very satisfying at the end of the meeting for them to say, wow, whenever we come here, we really learn a lot and you really explain things in a way that we can really understand. And you're not, you're okay with spending as much time to explain things to us and be knowledgeable enough to do that. But you do that also on the tax side and and with people and their investments also. Mm-hmm. And that's for all of our listening audience. People really like the fact that they can go to an advisory firm and get their answers, the answers to their questions. Mm-hmm. And we feel like that's part of this whole fiduciary and servicing of clients' needs. Well, you know, people want that. Interesting that you say that is uh, one of the specific courses around the fiduciary uh, came right out and went so far as to say, if your clients don't understand the investment you're putting them in, you shouldn't put them in it. Um, Is that, you know, and we always talk with our clients, investments have a purpose, a need, and timing. And... And they're in the context of your life and your other investments. And then going back, Ron, you referenced my always hopes and dreams. So it's never, these kinds of conversations do not happen in a vacuum. And if they did, I would offer that that's a little sterile environment and you may be missing some of the richness of some more appropriate investment opportunities. Um, If you're not actually a participant in the planning process, because planning is a big piece of what we do. It is. And part of getting to know someone is to understand that out of this sea of investment opportunities out there that people can invest in, what you studied quite a bit on was the idea of suitability. Mm -hmm. And for how would you define suitability after studying so much in the last two weeks? Well, that's really a great question because suitable. it's a little bit different as it tested out. But in a nutshell, it is. How do you determine if the investment you are wanting to recommend is actually appropriate uh, for a client at this time to serve this purpose for this money within the context of other movements in money. So the whole idea of suitability is, you know, you're looking at what do you need this money to do? 
in what kind of a time frame are you hoping it will perform? And if you need it to perform in that kind of a time frame, what kind of fee structure are you willing to tolerate? And and then on top of that, what is your quotient for risk? Yeah. Uh, if you want to achieve this much, are you willing to risk this much? Um, yeah. And, and does, we've talked about our color of money risk does, assessment and so forth that our clients really like uh, and find valuable. But from a suitability standpoint also, you touched on, okay, timing. Mm-hmm. Do I need this money in a year? I mean, all of it. Or do I, within a year, then it's pretty short term. Mm-hmm. So a 10-year annuity might not be the best. Right. If I need it in a year for a specific purpose... The market might not be the best either because really we shouldn't use the market as a in and out short term uh, plan with money. And yet sometimes it is the source of a modest amount of liquidity. Yeah, even though it's liquid. Mm -hmm. Or is the money tied up for three to five years and you only need it, you're going to need it in a year? Or is it now tied up for five, ten years and you can't really touch all but 10%. So that's where the suitability really comes into play. Mm-hmm. And working with someone that understands that and says, no, you need it within a year. No, we can't put you in another long term because you can't have access to it. Right. That wouldn't be the right thing to do. Right. We look at the amount that people have coming in from ordinary pillars of income sources, whether those are wages, uh, pensions, social security, dividend streams, what rental income, whatever that might be, and say, how much more or less do you need? What's happening to your lifestyle as you transition from one phase to another? Maybe you are, you have your house paid off and the kids are finally out of the house and you're in your last 10 years of working before retirement and you need some help really planning and preparing. Maybe you retired five years ago and given market changes and so forth, maybe there's been a death in the family, maybe there's been an inheritance, something's happened that your world is a little different now. Maybe the needs are different in terms of, we actually have clients who come in and say, I'm drawing more money than I need. Can you help me with that? (laughs) As opposed to, I need more money than I have. Can you help me grow some? So, I mean, it's all ranges on the spectrum of the clients we work with. Uh, And so suitability and the timing and the appropriateness of risk is where are you in your life? Well, and the other point of this too is, okay, I have this bucket of money that's sitting in one source now. And I want it to go to a different type of investment. The other thing that comes into play is that might create a taxable event. Yes. We might say, hey, I want it to go from this really risky investment to something that's more safe. Mm -hmm. But by doing that, it's going to create this big taxation event that triggers some other things also. So suitability really comes into play in many different ways when we're dealing with money. And you want to work with a team that is going to look at all how it's going to affect many things. Mm -hmm. So we need to run to a break again. We'll be right back. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? 
Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from American Financial Investments by visiting AmericanFinancialSecurity.net or calling us at 928-771-8368. And welcome back. You know, we were still talking about suitability, Ron, when we went to break. And if we come back and just kind of review that again, suitability is the purpose. What do you need this money to do? The timing is that less than a year one to five years? Is it really long-term, longer than five to 10 years? When does it need to be able to do what we want it to do? And for whom does it need to do something? Is this an investment that is going to perform for you in your lifetime? Is it investment that is meant to accumulate and provide for a spouse or beneficiaries? After you're gone, do I need to come now or later from is it? Is this an investment that you want to accumulate because you're preparing for a legacy uh, with a charity or grandchildren, something like that? Where does that kind of planning come in? And so, again, um, I, I meet with people all the time and they say, I have this investment and I took money out last year and I got whacked on my taxes. And I said, I start to talk to them about the investment. Do they need tax deferral? (laughs) (laughs) And did you know there was a different way to do this? And, And one of the questions that I hear people say a lot, and I know you do too, when we explain something is, why didn't somebody ever tell me that before? And we can't know that. That's an unknowable question. Why didn't my last advisor tell me this? I don't know. Um, I I can't put myself in that period. Um, But, you know, the piece that a lot of times ties right into the timing is that pesky, when can I access it feature and perhaps a surrender uh, charge on some investments if those are not thoughtfully reviewed and attempted to be avoided. You know, we don't like those surrender fees. True. Um, but a lot of times people say, I didn't know I couldn't get at that for 10 years. I didn't know I couldn't touch that. I didn't know it was going to be locked up. I didn't know. I didn't know. Now, we understand that sometimes we don't always hear and articulate and, you know, things that we hear for the first time. But we encourage you out there, if you have questions about your investments, ask. And if you don't get an answer that is really explanatory to you, ask again. And if you still don't, maybe you need to ask somebody else. (laughs) That's right. And we would offer to you that we're here in the crossings year round and love meeting with people and helping them understand the investments that they have. Well, it's interesting because we we had another meeting this week where the individuals had a single stock mm-hmm. and the cost basis, what they paid for that single stock many, many years ago was pretty low. And now it's worth a significant amount of money and you just can't sell off a single stock like that without having long-term capital gains attached. Well, in deciding the purpose of this money versus 
possibly another asset that didn't perform at all. In fact, it's devalued now. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to work with a team that can say, okay, perhaps if this one's devalued, we can take the loss from it against the huge gain in this other position. Mm-hmm. And reduce that both. single stock exposure. So. Mm-hmm. What we want to take a look at is the entire picture and see what works for everyone. And that's what really being a fiduciary does, means. And looking at the big picture is every single investment. Is it suitable? Mm -hmm. Is this right for this bucket of money? Mm -hmm. And we would always ask if somebody says, I have this amount of money, what can you do for me? We would always say, let's look in the context of what other investments you have and what they're doing for you before we choose it. We look very holistically at your need, your purpose, your tax bracket, your goals, et cetera, um, in a thoughtful, integrated process. So with the time that we have left, we also want to jump into another very, very important topic and You'd spend a lot of time also reading about trusts and wills and beneficiary designations and really how critical those are that investments are, one, titled correctly Mm -hmm. and that we have assigned beneficiaries, contingent beneficiaries correctly as well. Exactly. Give Give us your thoughts on that, Barbara. You know, that was, you look at it from, you know, a a person, uh, maybe an unmarried person with no children, um, not a lot of assets. You still have some things that you want to leave somewhere. Um, And, you know, the number one rule in estate planning is if you don't plan it, your state will. (laughs) It's not a state, it's your state. And... Many things go to probate. Many people in in our state and every other state still pass um, without appropriately identifying who is the recipient uh, of what they own, what they have, what they've accumulated. And in the absence of true qualified beneficiaries, the state uh, will spend a lot of time looking at how much of it they would like to keep. So every fin- every financial account, we want to make sure that there's a primary beneficiary. And contingency. Or, or, or several, mm-hmm. if that's the case. And also contingent beneficiaries. So in the case of a husband and wife, let's say an IRA, uh, and one person can own an IRA. So if it's a if it's a husband, he would want in most circumstances for his wife to be the primary primary Mm -hmm. beneficiary. Right. And, but then if there's two or three or four kids and let's say adult children, then we would want to put them as the contingent beneficiary. That way, if mom and dad are on a trip and the boat is sunk or something Mm -hmm. that, The kids are there and it doesn't go to probate to your point, Barbara. Right. And we see fairly often primary beneficiaries, but nobody's gone back and added contingent. They've made an investment. They go, oh, yes, this is our primary. Oh, gosh, we really need to think about those contingent beneficiaries. 
but you don't come back. So we would offer to you, and I know we've talked about this before, that beneficiary designations, if you don't know the most appropriate way to do it, your job is to pick who and where you want your things to go, and the professionals can help guide it appropriately. You know, that was the really short end of 48 hours of studying and testing. I wish I could have accomplished it quite as quickly as we tried to cover a few points on the podcast today. But Arizona and anyone else listening, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. Give your financial future a jump start and call this week for your complimentary strategy session. Call 928-771-8368 or visit their website at afsprescott.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and tax services are offered through American Financial Security. American Financial Investments and American Financial Security are affiliated companies. American Financial Investments, American Financial Security, Ron Stevenson, Barbara Clark Stevenson are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government entity.